So how you doing? You know, you ask people that question, some say, I'm great. Some say, grammatically, properly, I'm well. Some say, uh, I'm all right. Sometimes they'll say something like, I'm good, and you? Or they'll say, okay, well, yeah, I'm okay under the circumstances. And you know my response to that, and that is, well, what are you doing under there? <laughs> or some might say, you know, fair to Midland, fair to partly cloudy. Whatever they say, when you ask people, they have always have a response. But now, the modern thing to do when you talk to a Christian, it's kind of Christianese, it's the code word that says, I'm a Christian. And you say, how you doing? And they say, I'm blessed. Okay, that's kind of, that's kind of the code word. I'm blessed. Now, some of the secular people are taking it up, but mostly it's still the code word for Christian. It's, it's, so here's my question. I've asked this before, I think, in this group. What does that mean? What does it mean when a Christian says, I'm blessed? I mean, they say they're blessed. Or, or, does it mean that all of their needs are met? If someone says, I'm blessed, does that mean that they're well? They're physically well in their bodies. Is that what blessed means? Or does it mean that they have a new car? Or does it mean that they have money in the bank? Or is it just an answer that they're trying to defy the devil and they're trying to prophesy for something they don't really have? I mean, what does that mean when you say, I'm blessed? To most of us, it means we're not cursed. It means that, that, that we might have something that other people don't have. When we say our blessed, I mean, we have our health, we have salvation. Most of us have, I think everybody here has a roof over their head. We have food on the table. We have jobs. All of those things. And, and to many, it simply means some kind of a tangible thing, like a house or a car or some money. So now, what does this mean? When you say, when somebody sneezes, and you say, bless you, what does that mean? I can tell you where it came from. Uh, we say, bless you, or Gesundheit. And it's weird because we don't say that when somebody burps <laughs> or something else. I mean, if they, I mean, if they cough, if they cough or if they blow their nose, we don't, we don't say, oh, bless you. Why does a sneeze get special treatment when they sneeze? Why is that special? I'll give you some reasons. Some people used to believe that a sneeze caused the soul to escape the body. And when you said, bless you, it stopped the devil from claiming your soul. And then it would come back. Others believe that evil spirits would enter the body through a sneeze. And so that was the opportunity to stop the devil from entering. Also, at one time, people believed that the heart stopped when you sneeze. Now, that's not true, but that's what they believed. And so when you sneeze, your heart stopped, and they would say, bless you, and it was a way of welcoming you back to life. <laughs> Many people say it because they believe that a sneeze is the beginning of something more serious, like the flu or like a cold and whatever. And so bless you, God bless you, is kind of a, an, an evocation of good that prohibits the worst thing from happening. And so that's where all of that came from. See, we didn't say bless you, he coughed, and we didn't even say anything. Okay. But, but what, what is, see, we say things sometimes that we, we really just say them. I mean, you know, West Texas, we say sometimes, well, bless your heart. Well, you know what that means. That means you are so dumb. I can't believe that. 
Well, it, it really means something like, I feel so sorry for you because you were so dumb. And, and so, bless your heart. I mean, but, but what does it mean? What does it really mean to be blessed? What does blessing mean? As Christians, we are the blessed. We are, but where did that come from? How did that start, and, and, and who has the authority to bless? Who has authority to say, bless you, and why do we even need it? Why, why do we need the blessing? You know, we sometimes have this idea, and you know, we're going to study for a little bit, maybe I don't know how far we'll get tonight, but that the blessing of the Lord is just some kind of automatic provision once you're born again. Right? I don't know if it's a provision or not, but it's available to everyone who's born again. So I want us to look at this, this thing called the blessing of the Lord. Okay, we, We've allowed uh, society to kind of dilute this thing that is extremely powerful, this blessing that comes from God. Listen, it's not just some pagan superstitious thing that's to be spoken when somebody sneezes. It's more than that. It's more powerful than that. I want you to understand, you really are the blessed. You are blessed, and I'm telling you, it is more powerful than you think it is. You are blessed, according to the Scripture. We're going to discover what it means. What, the, what is the power available to us because of the blessing of the Lord that is on our lives? So I'm going to begin, at the beginning of this study, I'm going to say this. Bless you. And I want you to know there's authority behind what I just said to you. Because I, we, we will understand where it comes from. I mean, we're going we're gonna, to, we're gonna, I'm going to say some things tonight. You've probably heard me say many of them before. But I want us to understand, what is, what is this blessing of the Lord? And when you say, I'm blessed, I want you to really get hold of what this means. So at the beginning of time, in Genesis chapters 1 and 2, God is, talks of the creation. And that God created the heaven and the earth. It starts in the greatest way possible. In the beginning, God. You can't get more beginning than that. In the beginning, God. And so we're going to talk about the blessing of the Lord because this blessing was an important part of this creation event because the blessing was all over it. The blessing of God was everywhere. And so we want to make sure we understand it. So let's read this. This is in Genesis chapter 1 in verse 27. And the Bible says this, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God said, get after it. He said, just get after it and subdue the earth. And you're over everything. Just get after it. That isn't what it said. The next phrase it says, And God blessed them. God blessed them, and he said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the face of the earth. I want you to understand tonight, before I go any further, they could not have dominion unless God blessed them. Or he could have just said, Go get it. Go do it. This, this thing that God assigned them to required the blessing of the Lord. A lot of people say, well, the final act of God was to create man. Well, no, the final act of God was for God to bless the man. He created him and then he 
blessed them. The word blessed here from the Hebrew is the Hebrew word barach. And it means to confer blessing or to confer, bestow, give, furnish, provide, supply someone with the blessing of the Lord. To designate them. It means to dub them with the blessing of the Lord. God created this man in his own image. Got down there, breathed into that lump of clay. Man became another speaking spirit just like God. And then God created the woman with them. But that wasn't enough just to be breathing, just to be speaking. They had to have the blessing of God to do what God called them to do. I don't know if you've ever tried to do it on your own or not, but it's not any fun when you try it by yourself. It's his, his blessing is absolutely important. And the blessing upon Adam was the blessing upon all mankind. We need to recognize that. He is, he is, Jesus is the second Adam. He's the first Adam. And when God blessed him, that is the will of God for every human being alive. He intends to bless them. That's what he wants for them. So God, he... he he blessed them. He, had, he, he, he assigned them this assignment, and I've taught you this before, but he assigned them this thing to dress and keep the garden. To dress it and to keep it. The word keep means to guard. Adam and Eve were supposed to keep the devil out of the garden. And when he came crawling in there and ta- as a talking snake, they had the authority and they had the ability because God had blessed them to kick him right out of there. But he was subtle, and he and Eve took the time to listen to him. By the way, if you take time to listen to the devil, he will trick you. That's why you don't give him a spot. You don't let him even get close. You take care of it right now. You don't have to think, well, if I, if, if I, you know, there's something to that. No, no, just stop it right now. And then Adam, he had the, he had the opportunity I mean, we all have this thought about Eve, you know, she's there by herself, by this tree, and the devil seduces her, and, and Adam was in the house, you know, being good and doing what he's supposed to do, and she gets him and says, here, eat some of this. No, no, it says, and she gave it to the man who was with her. I mean, that guy was standing right there, just like a lot of husbands do. And then when it happens, it's, you, you know what happened, when, when God said, Why, why'd you do that? He goes, it was her fault. That's kind of what a lot of husbands do. Listen, that guy wanted to eat it as bad as she did. Or he would have stopped it long before she ate it. But, 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 but it, it, this God, I don't know how I got off on all that stuff. But he empowered them to keep the garden and to dress it. The word dress means to make it grow. God's intent for Adam and Eve was to make the garden grow. His intent was for the garden to cover the earth. His intent was for all mankind to live in paradise all their days. You know, that Adam really messed it up. I heard somebody say, when I get to heaven, I'm just going to slap him. (laughs) Well, you know, you better forgive him if you're wanting to go to heaven in the first place. But but God empowered this man and and this woman with his blessing that empower them to be able to take this garden and make it grow and make it cover the world. That's what he intended for man to do. He didn't intend for man to succumb to this temptation of sin. I mean, 
He, he said, here's what the blessing was. Adam was blessed to rule the planet. That was his blessing. Now, when somebody says to you, I'm blessed, do you think that's what they're saying? It's what they ought to be saying. God didn't put us on this planet to be subject to the enemy. He put us on this planet to rule it for the kingdom. You and I are kings and priests unto our God. And we are here, we should be operating in the authority of his blessing. And I'll tell you, we're the ones who are in charge. We don't need to be afraid of the devil. We don't need to be backing down from the devil. We take authority over him because God put us here to do that. The blessing is God's empowerment. It means to confer. It's like, and I think I've shared this illustration, it's like the king standing over the knight who's being knighted and taking the sword and saying, I dubbed thee Sir Charles of such and such. And then when he, because of this conferment that's on him, when the knight stands, he stands to rise into all that the knighthood stands for and is for. It's the, the, the conferring on him is this thing that is for him to rise to the highest place of his appointment. When God blessed Adam, he said, I want you to rise to the highest place. I want you to rise to this place where that you are the one who's to subdue the earth. And it is all, you are over all of it. That's what God blessed him for. See, he intended for man to rule. And we, a few weeks ago, we read a verse out of, out of Psalm chapter 8 that the angel said, What is this man that you made him just a little lower than God and you put everything under his feet? That's what God made man for. That's what we're, we, we're, we're supposed to have this blessing. That as the last act of creation was God blessed him. And you know what God did? He rested. He intended for this blessing on Adam to do the rest of the work. God didn't rest because he was tired. He rested because his part was finished. And he said, okay, you're blessed. This is yours. I want you to take care of it. Well, you know what happened. Adam blew it. All right. The rebellion in Adam, he forfeited the manifestation of that blessing. The devil thought that he could get that blessing. He thought that if he got the blessing, then he could then he could have all that good stuff that Adam was going to have. But here's the problem. He's not a man. And the blessing of the Lord is reserved for human beings. No demon can operate in the blessing of the Lord. The devil can't operate in the blessing of the Lord. It's only available to to man. I like that. Amen. In the devil's hand, it's a curse. By the way, you, I, I, I told him this last night, but you need to understand something. God blessed Adam. Now, when, when, um, when Balaam was, was, was hired to curse Israel, and Balak the king had hired him, and he said, okay, I want you to look at him, I want you to curse him, because because Balak understood there was power in the spoken word. And so he said, I want you to bless them. And so Balaam comes back. You know, he's the guy whose donkey talked to him. And he comes back and he said, and he blessed them. And he said, wait a minute. I hired you to curse them. 
but you've blessed them. And, and, and Balaam said this. He said, no one can curse whom God has blessed. The blessing of the Lord is irrevocable. It's, it's from now on. And so when God blessed Adam, he couldn't take it away. And I know people think, yeah, wait, wait now, wait, wait. When they sinned, they were cursed. No, they weren't. The scripture never says God cursed Adam. He cursed the earth. He cursed the ground. He cursed the circle. He, God didn't curse any of it. God, God pronounced the blessing on Adam. He announced the curse of the world. God didn't curse him. The sin brought curse. And so God wasn't cursing Adam. God's not cursing you. He's not cursing anyone because mankind has opportunity to live in the blessing. Now, we've got to receive it. But God announced the curse as the result of sin, but never cursed Adam. But, but then, when that happened, that wasn't the end of his blessing, though. Listen to this verse. This is in Genesis chapter 9. The Bible says, And God blessed Noah. And his sons, and said to them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth. Now God, the, the whole earth was flooded. It killed everybody on the planet with the exception of one godly man and his family. And that man was Noah. And, and look what God said to Noah. He said to Noah the very same thing he said to Adam. He blessed him. Because this blessing that comes from God had to continue. It had to go on. God blessed him. He said, you're blessed. God's intent remained the same. He still wants man to be blessed. He, instill, he still intends for the empowerment of his blessing to be in effect. I mean, he wants it to happen. I mean, you know about Noah. He had these three sons. Two of them walked away. We, we know that... that, that, that um, Oh, which, which, which were the two? Shem was the one that remained. The other two sons, they became the Gentiles. Ham and Japheth were the other two. They walked away. Shem remained true to this blessing that was on Noah. The other two became Gentiles. That's where we came from. But thank God well, there's an answer to that later on in the scripture. Amen. All right? And then... And after that, we find in Genesis chapter 12 that this same blessing came to Abraham as, his, as the offspring of, of Noah as, on the Jews. It was a part of his covenant. And again, we're going to look at this later, how he actually got that blessing. But it says in Genesis chapter 12, Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get thee out of thy country, from thy kindred, from thy father's house, into a land I will show thee, and I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and I will make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curse thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. I mean, this is a powerful thing. God still intends for the blessing to encompass the earth. He still intends for it to happen. He said, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to empower you. He confirms this on him. I mean, and it has to happen. Who God blesses is blessed. I mean, it was a supernatural empowerment for Abraham and all of his descendants. We've seen throughout history that the Jewish people, even though they've been persecuted more than any other nationality on the planet, are the most blessed nationality on the planet. I mean, those people are so blessed. If you just think about it, you just think about it. The devil's mad at them. 
22% of all Nobel Prize winners are Jewish, though they make up only one quarter of 1% of the world's population. Isn't that amazing? Someone Jewish invented jeans, lipstick, the ballpoint pen, contraceptives, instant coffee, the television remote control, traffic lights, scotch guard, the flexi straw. Someone Jewish invented the atom bomb, the sitcom, the long playing record that we used to listen to. They were the ones who thought of Woodstock. They made sound movies, videotape, color television, instant photography. These are all Jewish people who invented it. Jews invented Prozac and Valium. They invented the polio vaccine. They invented radio chemotherapy. They invented the artificial kidney dialysis machine, the defibrillator, and the cardiac pacemaker. Jewish people. I mean, they also, oh yeah, they invented this thing called Google. And the fax machine, the microphone, the micro microprocessing chip, optical fiber cable, the lasers, cellular technology, they re, the, the pager, walkie-talkies, they, they, they invented the refrigerated railroad car, the incandescent light bulb, the blimp, and the adding machine. Wow. <laughs> what would life be like without the blessing of God on the Jewish people? Wow. I mean, these, 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 when God blessed them, I mean, they're still blessed. They're blessed people. You know, and in the jewelry industry, I am fortunate to work with lots of Jewish people. I'm telling you, man, I never, ever want to say something bad about any one of those people. Because they're blessed. It doesn't matter what they, I say, I'm not going to curse them. God blessed them. I mean, the purpose of this blessing, the purpose of the blessing, is God wants to establish it into the whole earth. Well, I'm out of time, so let me just wrap something up here. Let me read this. Galatians chapter 3. We're gonna, we'll pick it back up next time. The Bible says, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, having been made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Jesus became the curse. Do you know he became your sin? He became your sickness. He hung there naked outside the city he became your poverty. He took it all. He, he took the curse. That the blessing of Abraham, that very same blessing that's on those Jewish people, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. That's the only way you can get it. I mean, you either got to be Jewish or you got to be a Christian. I feel bad for all those other people, but that's just what the Bible said that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. If you read in Romans chapter 4, you're going to find out the promise of the Spirit to Abraham was that he was the heir of the world. That was the promise God made to Adam. That's the promise God makes to the church, that we'd be the heir of the world. He made a way from us, for all of us. I mean, Shem was the only one that stayed with the blessing. But God was so good that even to the Gentiles, he made a way into the blessing that you and I could stand blessed. The Bible says, and Abraham was old and well stricken in age. I love this. Now, we're talking about an old guy now. Some of y'all are bordering on that right now. <laughs> he was old and well stricken in age, and the Lord had blessed him in 
all things. You look up that word all in the Hebrew and it simply means all. All things. We need to understand it is the will of God, the plan of God, for us to be blessed in all things. Now, there's an enemy out there trying to steal everything we have. And that's why we have this thing called the fight of faith. But God intends for us to walk in that blessing. It's available to us. It says, if you be Christ's, in Galatians 3.29, then you're Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. See, that promise is ours. We have this very same blessing. We're supposed to be blessed. We're supposed to walk in it. This week when somebody says to you, how you doing? And you just go ahead and say, I'm blessed. What, what, you're, what you're saying is, I'm the heir of the world. I have been redeemed by Jesus' blood. That makes me the blessed of God. And I'm empowered to rise to the highest place of his calling in my life. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, tonight I give you thanks for the blessing of the Lord. The blessing that can come only from you. I thank you, God, that it's as, as, as much in effect tonight for believers as it was the day you said it to Adam. Blessed. We are the blessed. We have been empowered, commissioned by you to rise to the highest place that you've called us. Father God, we receive it tonight. Just go ahead and just receive it. I just receive it tonight. In Jesus' name, amen.